This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. All right, on your ballot is Proposition HH, also known as Preparation HH, to solve all your property tax burning problems. Relief. Relief for that crazy property tax bill that you got, but it's not what it seems. You're going to read it, and when you initially read it, you're going to go, well, this sounds really good, right? Shall the state reduce property taxes for homes and businesses? Yes, please. But there's so much more there. It's hidden. It's tricky. And I give it to the left because an initial read of this sounds good. But in reality, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you more than you're going to save. How do we know that? Well, the team over at the Common Sense Institute here in Colorado did a deep dive on this. I mean, 45-page research paper is available on their website, commonsenseinstituteco.org as in commonsenseinstituteco.org. Go there and check out all the different white papers. They have great research with regards to policy implications, how, how the decisions we're making at the Capitol are actually affecting us. Because if you got that property tax increase, you're going, what in the world? How did that happen? Well, we got here because of repeals of Gallagher, which we pushed back on in 2020. I pulled up our ballot guide. Listen to this. Mr. Director of Research, Tom Copeland. Amendment B repeals property tax assessment rates. Recommended vote from the Centennial Institute. No, because it will raise taxes. We're so smart. We're so smart, Tom. If only the people of Colorado would listen. Um, anyways, we got Chris Brown in uh, or on the line talking to us about Proposition HH in this study. So, uh, Chris, if I'm not a property owner, I'm a renter, is this really going to affect me? Well, absolutely. I think, bottom line, yes. Uh, You know, a third, essentially a third of Colorado households are renters. So we talk a lot about homeowners, and but reality, this is a large portion of obviously of Colorado. It's, it's, It's young voters, it's old voters. 33% 33% of households or voters uh, will not see any of the property tax relief yet face the same future reductions in their paper refunds. So as a renter, you see no direct benefit from the property tax relief yet face $5,119 in reduction in your paper refunds for two for, uh two people in a household. So if this is significant for for renters over the long run, without a doubt. You, you have a calculator. Tell us a little bit about this calculator. I'm interested in this. So if how do I get to the calculator? Yeah, go to uh, mypropertytaxbo.com. And we built this using publicly available data that we got from county assessors' offices. So county assessors are the entities that actually go out and value your property and, and then send that information to the treasurer um, that then calculates your property tax. So the assessor's office releases this information publicly, and we built uh, a tool that allows you to go in, enter just three fields or four fields of of information ask for your address 
an email address so we can send you some, some full results. Uh, ask whether or not you own or rent your home and then whether or not you file taxes as an individual or, or a joint filer, hit calculate, and it gives you a set of results to look at your current property tax, your property tax next year, your property tax next year under HH. We also offer an alternative uh, look at how property tax might be impacted under a uh, potentially under a 4% cap. We want to use this site going forward. We know that HH will not provide does not provide long terms is not provide a long term solution for property tax reform uh, because it doesn't fundamentally prevent the same thing happening again down the road when values spike. Uh, and so we want to use this tool to look at alternatives and let individuals weigh alternatives. So we threw in another active measure, Initiative 50, uh, a potential that would cap property tax at 4% as an alternative. And then we also offered how would you be impacted over the next decade on your Tabor refund, uh, assuming uniform refunds, either as, as a single filer or if you filed jointly. So. Try to, try to keep it very simple, but offer voters a succinct tool that they could look at, okay, here's my short-term impact versus my long-term impact, the trade-up on property tax against state taxes, and really then you know, link to our report and other resources to learn more mypropertytaxco.com. I just entered in an, an, a random address. Um, under current law, 16% increase. Under Proposition HH, 14% increase. So they're going to save you know, a little bit of money there. It's not a lot. Um, but then they're going to lose $5,119 over the Tabor refund. So uh, this is very clear. Uh, Tom, you want to say something? Well, Chris, it seems to me like this is a, a sort of a strange version of income redistribution. Connected to, you talked about the, the, the school funding question. Based on how formulas work, the biggest beneficiaries of this massive increase in taxes will be the Aspen public schools and not the Pueblo public schools. And renters are going to end up foregoing $5,000 in Tabor. <laughs> and the rest of us who are who yeah. thankfully are yeah. homeowners will not. So it's a very, is that wrong to think that this is kind of a weird income redistribution away from renters and uh, lower income tax brackets up to those who are wealthier? <laughs> I guess I never really, uh, I mean, we didn't put it in those terms, but it, it, you know, when you think about who pays disproportionately, certainly renters pay disproportionate impacts without a doubt in, um, under this scenario. And you are correct to point out, and I think it's, it's incredibly relevant that the formula for school finance disproportionately benefits those that have a higher cost of living. And, and as you think you appropriately put it, you know, Aspen versus Pueblo is a great example. And, and it's interesting, you know, a little bit of a side, but this year in the School Finance Act, in the legislation, the School Finance Act, it actually authorizes a task force to look at reforming the formula, acknowledging some of these challenges, something we've been beating on and talking about for years. Some of our fellows have talked about the, the challenges and the distribution of the formula that's acknowledged in the School Finance Act, expected to be taken up in the next couple of years through a task force, and yet this funding 
comes now. It doesn't have any further strings attached. It doesn't reform the formula. It doesn't change that distribution. It doesn't uh, prioritize student outcomes in any new way. And so I think your, your, your analysis is correct that who disproportionately pays versus who benefits, it's definitely a little, uh, you know, arguably backwards. All right, so we're going to recommend. Uh, do you guys come out with a ballot guide? Will you take an actual position on Proposition HH? You know, as an organization, we do not take stances on measures. We don't say vote for. We don't say vote against. We do have a ballot guide. We will have a ballot guide that really just boils down this analysis even more. Um, and so we will put out a ballot guide that's really an educational piece. But we do not say vote for or against. We really want to just educate, inform, and let people uh, kind of wade through and make their own decision based upon the analysis. But um, uh, we will have a ballot guide. Centennial Institute will be a clear hard no on this one. So you get um, same thing with Proposition II, which I think gets into um, uh, some other tax-related issues. That's one of the unique things about Colorado is that, from what I understand, guys, you might be better acquainted with this, but... Um, the anything on odd years has to be tax related you don't get all those social issues on the odd years is that right it has to be tabor related tabor related yeah so it is tabor related (laughs) it has to well it's you know it's frankly i mean you know it's why it's on the 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 ballot for the last two years the legislature has at least temporarily reduced property tax assessment rates they could have done the same thing again this year. Uh, they could have put together the property tax reduction measures and passed that through the legislature, not needing to go to a vote of the people. The only reason it is on the ballot is because they're, this time it is asking for uh, an increase in state spending by increasing the Tabor limit. Uh, and so, uh, yes, clearly very directly related to Tabor. And despite only having two measures on the ballot this year, I don't think it makes it any easier for for voters to to, to understand the, the the details and the fine print on these. Well, Chris, speaking of that, um, there is a lot of complex uh, economic formulas going in here. Can you explain? I don't know. Give us the thirty second version of how do you guys come up with these ten year projections? Yeah, we we put you know in an appendix. You can see some of our assumptions, but it's really just a matter of. Uh, you know, putting together the best available information about how quickly we expect assessed value to increase, what inflation uh, rates are expected to be, uh, what population growth measures are expected to be. And all of that comes from public sources. The state demographer projects population. The Ledge Council has some forecasts out there for a few years on, on inflation, housing prices. There's other resources that project housing prices. So uh, we also you know, look at historic trends and just say, what if this trend continued? So we put that information in the report, but it's really just kind of extending trends and 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 saying, look, this is the likely outcome. We're talking with Chris Brown, Vice President of Public Policy and Research with the Common Sense Institute. We're talking Proposition HH because it's going to be on your ballot in the mailbox before you know it so you got to know the details we'll continue this conversation when we return you're listening to the frontier freedom hour